We're talking to Congressman Fred Upton as he uh, enters his final month in Congress. Uh, Fred, nearly 40 years in Congress. Now that uh, things are coming to an end, I'm wondering, how does it feel to be entering your final month? Well, it's, um, you know, my, my life's going to go on. As my wife said uh, when we made the decision, um, we'll live happily ever after, and we will. St. Joe's my home. It's a place that we'll always call home. But we're going to race to the finish. Uh, the, the wire is, uh, we got a lot to do here yet in December, even though my offices are really formally closed now, uh, both in Washington and, and here at home as well. But we've got so much to do. Uh, we've got a looming government shutdown uh, with the fiscal year 23 budget uh, still not done, and that's got to get done really before Christmas. Got a couple of big issues, uh, at least in the House. We've averted a rail strike, a national rail strike, which would have been crippling for the economy. I mean, talk about issues like supply chain and energy, getting oil and gas uh, to the refineries. I mean, all of that. Uh, we see the coal trains, of course, pass through uh, St. Joe or literally every two days or so up to the uh, coal plant a little bit north of Holland up in Grand Haven. Uh, those would stop. I mean, the Senate is expected to pass this. The president's going to sign it. I was with him actually when he came to the Detroit Auto Show back in September when they reached the tentative deal. But a couple of unions are backing off from that. And so we in the Congress now insisted that that's going to be the deal. Uh, and that's what we passed in the House a little bit earlier this week. But we've got, you know, a number of, you know, we got the defense bill. We've got a number of really big issues because we were out of session prior to the election for a couple of weeks. So the lame duck session until the new Congress comes in, is going to be very busy. And of course with the new Congress, which I'm not going to be part of since I chose not to run for reelection, major shift. Uh, get, every committee is going to have a new chairman uh, or chairwoman. Uh, we got new leadership. Um, we'll have uh, hopefully uh, Kevin McCarthy as our speaker, but, it's a little bit in doubt. It's going to take uh, a little while for that to get done because of the rules uh, set forth uh, for the House in terms of electing a speaker. But lots of shift. We're going to have um, you know, divided government for sure. The, the Senate looks like it'll be 51-49 in favor of the Democrats uh, once the Georgia election is done uh, in early December. So uh, a lot of new faces coming on board, committee staffs, all of that. And, of course, We'll have the election of our lifetime coming in 2024 with who knows who is running and uh, who will ultimately win and a real a real changeover perhaps then too. So it, it's going to be an exciting finish for me as I look to finish uh, 36 years in the House and uh, getting things done uh, based on the, the real Ronald Reagan model uh, where I worked uh, back in the 80s of trying to govern. And uh, he did it well, worked with the Democratic Congress, uh, and that's always been my my philosophy, uh, is my tenure in the House. So looking back on those 36 years, what are some of your biggest accomplishments, in your opinion? Well, clearly the biggest accomplishment was the enactment of the 21st Century Cures. Of course, this was the last bill that President Obama signed into law. Uh, it was a three-year effort. Uh, it was when I was chairman of the Energy and Commerce Committee where we passed it 53 to nothing in the, in the committee, 392 to 26 in the House, 92 to 8 in the Senate, uh, speeds up the approvals of drugs and devices, 
So whether it's uh, fighting cancer, getting the vaccine approved for for COVID, uh, diseases like sickle cell, Alzheimer's, all of that, coupled with more money for health research so we can find these cures for these diseases that clinically impact every family. But, you know, looking back, Obama signed it in December of 2016. Fast forward to 2020, uh, this thing that no one ever heard of before, really COVID, uh, but it allowed the companies like Pfizer and Moderna to work on a vaccine. They were successful. I uh, got an emergency use authorization by the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, to actually uh, get it done months earlier than it otherwise would have occurred because of our legislation. And it allowed the companies themselves to begin to produce the vaccine before the approval so that when that approval came, literally those trucks rolled the very next day. And, of course, it would have happened anyway, uh, but by by moving the timeline up to six, eight, maybe even longer months, we saved hundreds of thousands of Americans that would have perished. So that's my biggest accomplishment, of course, here locally, it's got to be, thank goodness we got US 31 done. I was on it this last week, and oh, it's uh, it's so nice knowing that what we had before, but uh, whether it be working with the Great Lakes uh, to get a cleaner record there, and uh, again, it's something our Michigan delegation has worked very hard on both sides of the aisle. Uh, all the different issues in a very diverse district representing 760,000 People, I signed my name on letters more than a million times, literally, in the 36 years that I was in office. So it's tough to close up my offices, uh, but <laughs> it has it had to happen sometime. And uh, I I'm, I look back with a smile, and I'm so grateful for my staff. Uh, Mike Ryan here locally, of course, but uh, others. I've got two staffers that were with me 30 all 36 years couple staffers that were with me more than 20 years. We solved lots of issues, lots of problems. And I tried to be a good representative for really all of the people that I represented here in southwest Michigan. You mentioned the divided government we're about to have. Do you think this new Congress is going to be able to meet the challenges that it's going to face? Well, the challenges are going to be big, really big. Uh, Divided government for sure. Republicans take the House probably with... 222 uh, members, uh, and actually we had a death uh, in the end of November on the Democratic side, so for a while it'll be a 10-vote margin, so if the Republicans lose five votes, they lose the, uh, they lose the vote, they lose the bill. Uh, that's pretty tight. Uh, and you've got, of course, anything that's got to get done in the Senate, has got to ha- have 60 votes, and the Democrats control their 51-49, so if you don't work together, nothing is going to get done. And you know, so our Problem Solvers Caucus is going to be strong. Of course, the last couple of years I've been a vice chair of that. This is really the largest bipartisan caucus in the House. Lots of successes over the last couple of years. And, you know, as we think about next year and the next Congress, it will be a little bit of a smaller group. Of course, I won't be there since I didn't run for reelection. But I think that you have to look for singles and doubles uh, versus a Hail Mary or a Grand Slam home run uh, to try and get things done. And there's issues that have to be tackled. You know, I I look back at some of the issues that 
we passed in the House but didn't get to the finish line uh, primarily because of the Senate, but take immigration reform. Of course we need border security, uh, but we need a system that allows folks that are here, that whether it be the dreamers who came as little kids, and, uh, they're still here 20, 25 years later. Uh, we need a workforce. I mean, what, what employer isn't looking for people? Uh, you name the industry, uh, even snowplow drivers or Michigan or MDOTs looking for snowplow drivers or school bus drivers. Every, everybody's looking for, for people. We, we need a work, uh, uh, more in our workforce. Uh, and of course, when they're working, they're paying taxes. And that's a, that's a good thing as we focus on what are we going to do with this deficit and, and what's going on. So as I, as I look at the next Congress, you got to work together because if you don't, it's going to be pure gridlock. As I've said so many times over the years, you know, I look at our district, and most people aren't registered as Republicans or Democrats. So let's face it, they don't care if you necessarily have an R or a D next to your name. They just want the job done, and that's what Congress is going to have to do if you want to get some of these things done. So whether it's immigration reform. We got some some big issues on the debt ceiling, which is going to have to be uh, raised uh, this next year. Entitlement reform doesn't likely happen at all. It's got to be bipartisan. I don't see that in, in the cards. Uh, but you got to govern, and uh, there's plenty of issues out there that I I hope we can and we can move forward together on and, and actually get them signed into law. Uh, energy, uh, we we know what you what. Putin has done to Ukraine and Eastern Europe. We know what the terrible winter that uh, Eastern Europe and even Western Europe is going to have to endure because of the, some of these missile strikes and, and action over there. Uh, but we also know what gas prices have done here. I mean, it's the main cause of inflation. Uh, and, you know, I was chairman, former chairman now of the Energy and Commerce Committee. I worked very hard on a bipartisan plan to Developed North American energy independence. So whether it was the Keystone Pipeline, and of course that got reversed the first day that President Biden was in office, but whether it's uh, more resources for natural gas, and of course we've seen those prices uh, go up uh, rather dramatically because of what's going on worldwide, but gasoline prices, all of that, they, they drive our economy. And we ought to be able to produce it here. And frankly, we can produce it here cleaner than any place else in the world. And that's where our, our resources ought to be focused on. And I happen to believe that that's, that ought to be a, a good bipartisan win uh, in the next Congress uh, to move forward on now that this election is over. So what are you planning to do? Well, I don't know yet. Uh, a lot of people are knocking on the door. Uh, um, you know, a lot of different boards, whatever, will... Uh, First thing I'm going to do is go skiing. I'm going to try not to hit a tree. I've done that before. Uh, I'll be wearing a helmet, uh, but we're going to take a little time off and, and figure out what the next course is. But, you know, St. Joe's always going to be my home, and I'll be engaged in a lot of different bipartisan activities, I'm sure, in the, in the months and, and years ahead. They got a lot. Hopefully I've got a lot of years ahead of me, but, uh, you know, this is our home. This is you know, I got so many friends and family, and it'll be nice to be home maybe a little bit more than I've been in the last 36 years as I travel back and forth to Washington and cast all my votes. You know, I uh, cast more than 20,000 recorded votes on the House floor. 
so no one has cast more votes than me and since I've been elected to the House. Well, is there anything else you want to say to people now that you're preparing to step down? No, I, a big thank you. You know, this is the first year and the first election. I, I had 25 contested elections, uh, seven primaries and 18 uh, general elect- elections in um, November. And, of course, in every one of those, I was on a street corner, whether it be in St. Joe or Kalamazoo or Portage, uh, encouraging people to participate and vote. You know, <laughs> yelling at cars, remember to vote, a little bit horse uh, and maybe beaten up by the, some of the weather, you know, whether it be raining or sleet or whatever it was that was out there. I actually thought about going out on November 8th uh, a couple weeks ago and just with a big sign that said, thank you. Uh, thanks for thanks for all your votes. Thank you, Congressman Fred Upton. That's uh, Fred speaking with us just as his final term in Washington comes to an end.